We have an opportunity for this to become much easier for us. The church is being disestablished from the rest of the community. It's already happened in some parts of the country. It's happening now. The world is crazy. It's all a sign of the times, times, times. They think we're crazy. They say we're out of our minds. It's happening now everywhere. There's something we're facing. I'm hoping you know. You know. And we can't escape it. It's everywhere. Every time, man, I look on the show. Oh, no. Some people are searching. They hurting. They're looking for purpose, but not in religion. They say it don't work in particular. Christians are using the church as a business. They're tired of the silence. They're turning the violence. Some people just don't want to talk no more. The culture has shifted since Ferguson, Arizona, in New York, and in Baltimore. Look at Chicago with real music. Young as they gunning and down by the minute. Shout out to churches that's keeping the strength. Speaking the witness and making the difference. Let's switch for a minute. Remember the case with Governor Pence in Indiana. They challenged religious liberty, eventually putting our faith in the slam. The LGBT community collectively stand up with discrimination over the sexual orientation. We can't afford to ignore what we face. The world is crazy, it's all a sign of the times, 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 times. They think we're crazy, they say we're out of our minds. 
you know, situation, you know, the, the documentary, and people wanted to know if he really went, can everybody hear me? If he went to heaven, did he confess Jesus Christ as his personal savior? You know, can, <laughs> will God forgive somebody like him? Um, what happened to the people that they killed, that he killed? And, you know, um, so I said, I told pastor, we was really supposed to get on here last week. But um, we had a lot of things going on. We had a death in the family, actually. But thank y'all for praying and all those and um, that checked in on us. But now we're going to come on here today. We're not going to be before you long. Trust and believe that. Now, what I need y'all to do, OJ, I need y'all to hit like, okay? Like the show, and I need you to leave a comment so the stats of this uh, podcast could be um, brought up to another level, okay? So go ahead and hit the hearts on the side there so I write. Give me some hearts. Get a like to show. Give me a share. Share it on your Twitter. Share it in your um, text message. Share it on your page. We need that, man. It makes it makes a big difference. I know y'all get tired of hearing me saying that, but it does. Let me bring Pastor Mark on in the line. I'm going to invite him, invite the speaker. He has the invite. As soon as he accepts that, he's going to come in online, too. All right. Hold on one second. We're going to get him in. All right. Can we hear you, Pastor Mark? Amen. Yep. Amen. All right, we can hear you. All right. All right, we're going to get in, so you want to open us up for prayer? All right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just ask you to bless this message, dear Lord. Open people's minds up, dear Lord. Give them understanding, dear Lord. Uh, we can touch so many bases on what we're about to say and talk about, but we just ask you right now at this moment, at this time, Holy Spirit, lead and guide the words and guide the message in your name, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is there any Amen. feedback? Is there any feedback or anything? Because he's sitting right next he's to me. If it's too loud, I'll have him sit over on another part. On another part. But okay, let's hop right into it. Okay, let's hop right into it. We're going to share. We're going to share. Pastor. Um, <clears throat> what were some of the questions? What were some of the questions you were getting about Jeffrey Donna? About Jeffrey Donna? Uh, probably, uh, probably the biggest one was at the very end um, of the show. Uh, the episodes they put out that, uh, you know, a lot did not know that he, uh, gave his life to Christ, um, and he was baptized. So a lot of people, uh, are having a hard time concepting, did he make it into heaven? Was he really, you know, for the things that he did, did that really allow him to make it in? Um, it shouldn't have had him made it in. Just a lot of back and forth on it. So I'm on here to hopefully give some clarity into that, um, to give a true understanding at the very end of that Dahmer series, uh, with what had a lot of people shocked and some things prior to that as well. Okay, but before we, okay, get, before into we that, get into that, those of you that don't know, you don't know the, the Jeffrey Dahmer is, I've never passed it. People around the world, you talk to another generation, yeah. another generation now, they don't even know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. Dahmer is now Baby J. Heard our six-year-old, our six-year-old, eleven-year-old daughter now, daughter now knows about Jeffrey. About Jeffrey he was a serial killer. Serial killer. Um, that lawyer, um, against homosexual, against homosexual men. Yeah. Took him back. And took him back to his apartment. Yeah. And he killed him and, and he killed him and dismantled the body. The right. bodies, right? Amen. But prior, but prior to, his, to his his the way he grew the up, way he grew parents, up, his parents, his mom, his mom and dad didn't have the best didn't have the best relationship. Um, it was a lot of um, fighting, a lot of fighting, a lot of altercation in the home. In the home. Um, his mom was heavily, mom medicated, was heavily medicated. While carrying, while carrying him, him, they were trying to portray, were trying to portray she was crazy and all this stuff. And all this stuff. Um, his father, um, his was, father the was the one introduced that introduced him into like, into like, I guess, um, I guess, um, just man, just taking apart animals. Part of the document, part of the document, document series. He was taking, he was taking animals, animals, shown by his father, shown by his father, roadkill, open him up, open him up as a hobby, as a hobby. Look how the devil, mm-hmm. look how the devil opened, presented itself, presented itself, started it out. Because here was a kid, because here was a, a kid that was a nerdy. He didn't have a lot of friends. He didn't have a lot of friends, and his father seen an interest, took in interest in this. And his father showed his father him how to open, how to open animals up, take out their organs, and just. You know, and tear just, the animals you know, up, tear the animals up, and then it over carried over into his adulthood, 
And then that's when he took, and then that's when he took it into murdering people. And he knew how to take, out, knew the how heart, to take out the heart, the kidney, the, the kidneys, same thing he was doing with the animals, the same thing he did with humans. And when he targeted, and he targeted uh, men, um, homosexual men, homosexual men, gay men. And, um, and this um, time it's really sensitive because it seems like he targeted a lot of black men. He followed the military. He got out the military because he had a drinking problem. He would do good for a while. He would do good for a while. And then boom, he would slip off. But let's stop right there with, you know, it was mainly black men. You got to understand if you're watching that very carefully, he doesn't have money. You know what I'm saying? He, they're, he's poor. That, that's the best he could do with what he had and what neighborhood he ended up having to move in. I don't think it was just all, oh, hey, I'm going to go to this neighborhood, target black men. I think that's what he could afford. Uh, he didn't, he didn't know who he was. You know, a lot of people in this life search for identity. Um, and they search for it in a lot of manners, whether, uh, why am I having this feeling towards men? Uh, why am I having this feeling, you know, to kill someone? But the thing about it is, is like with him, he knew he was gay. But he ended up, like I said, not having a lot of money himself, living in the neighborhood of that, you know, stature with going to a local bar and, and luring these men back to his house, you know, just by by speaking to him and, and telling him he gave him money to take pictures and so on and so on. Right. And what right. I want to say this, normally I don't watch documentaries and no letters to tell you this, horror movies horror and, movies all, that and all that stuff in the house, but for but some reason, I, for some reason I, I didn't know it was going to be I didn't know it was be deep detail. deep in detail, it was a very good documentary about, about this horrific, horrific uh, crime Mental, um, illness, mental illness, murder, sin, murder, all, sin that. all that, yep. demonic realm. Demonic realm. So that's why yeah. I went ahead and said, okay, let me go ahead and watch it. We deal with spiritual warfare with Ephesians 6 and 12 tell us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We can have some Jeffrey Dimers as neighbors. You know, we can take from this. We need to learn, we need to learn the signs, the signs mental of mental illness, illness in our children, in our, children our, neighbors, yeah. our neighbors, something's wrong, something's wrong. Take note. Yeah. Take note. Yeah. And definitely that, and just like you said earlier, when his dad picked up the roadkill and they took it home and he let him, you know, go in the uh, garage and cut on it and do this and do that. Um, you know, later on in the episode, you hear his dad say, oh, is this all my fault? Because he was doing the same thing, like you said, the, these human beings that he was doing to the rogue kill eventually. Um, so, you know, a lot of regret there throughout the series from his dad. Um, I can only imagine him and how he was feeling by thinking like, man, you know, is this my fault? Could I did something? But, you know, this is why it's very important that we're careful of what we're entertaining um, and what we entertain around our children. Because at the end of the day, it's a spiritual thing and them spirits can connect to you and your children. So we just got to be careful when we're doing that, that, you know, um, we're really understanding that what we're messing with is a spiritual warfare. Now, the unsaved ain't going to get it right. Um, it sounds crazy to them to say a spiritual warfare. But yeah, they're 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 not of our world. Like we're not of their world anymore. Yeah. Amen. But I like I like well, I like I always talk about I always what poor what, what, opened up. That was an open door, right? That was a, a window, a window for the enemy to to drop a seed. To drop a seed. You know, sometimes it's parents. Yeah, sometimes that's why we have to be careful. Is this a good idea that can show him how to take an animal part without any without any scientific classes or classes or you know, text, doing it for fun. Doing like, it for fun. That could look how it turned out. Look how it turned out. I don't. I can't recall if it ever said what his father did in the series, but his father obviously was in, was involved in something like that. Because um, you've seen him in the in the episode where he was dissecting in class, 
uh, he enjoyed doing that kind of thing. I think for a father, he was just glad that he hit it off with his son with something, considering the situation going on with his wife and, and you know, and his son seeing a lot of that that went on in the household. And then the fact that later on when his dad went on and left, that his mom just up and left him. And then here he is at that point in time in his life in a home all by itself amen and, and these things are just being overwhelmed i mean he obviously it's a spiritual attack amen um possession is real uh demonic attacks are real um and, and something wasn't right with jeffrey to begin with um and at the end of the day whatever that was that wasn't right with him um it it got him in, it, it got him Yes, absolutely. It got him into that state of mind. Um, and like you said, manifested, uh, over time. Um, and what started off as him doing it and then get, I mean, in an episode, he had so many chances to be stopped, but it was like they just kept letting him go, letting him go, letting him go. Um, and, and unfortunately that led to a lot more deaths, but when these things manifest in him, and the thing is, is that even when he was a kid, or or whatever he said at times he's like you know what's wrong with me like at times he knew he wasn't right you know so that just lets us know right then and there that there is a part of him that's feeling like hey this ain't this ain't right this ain't the way it's supposed to be but the more demonic spirit and attack at that point in his life was taken over um and, and making him do the things that he did because he just wasn't right and that's why it's important to raise your kids to up. raise your kids up. We sit them a Sunday. We sit them a Sunday school. If you if you if you parents ain't got time to teach Christ, about Jesus Christ, there's somebody in the there's family, somebody neighbor, in the family neighbor, neighbor. Your kids need your kids need need a um, look need a uh, a relief uh, a relief and to know about Jesus Christ. They go through things. They're seeing parents and they're seeing parents arguing all the time. Demonic things going on. Domestic things. Domestic things. I'm saying going on in the home. Going on in the home. Domestic violence. Drinking. Um, man, that's just the open man, that's just the play open field, playground, playground for Satan, for Satan to take over the home. Yep. It is poor. Jesus Christ is an what happens when you ain't got Christ in a home? But yeah, the, the grandmother will get to that. We'll that's get right, to that. I was getting ready to go into that now, actually, that you brought it up. But yeah, you're absolutely right. When he moved in with his grandmother, she was trying to get him to go to church every Sunday with her. They prayed before they eat. Um, there, there was real structure in his grandmother's house about you know jesus christ but unfortunately if you're not willing and and that and that demonic spirit is so heavy you know what i'm saying then then there's no one there to help get you through that and you know people say oh well he wasn't right in the head or this and that yeah all that takes place as well but we got to understand that when satan tried to overdo god he was kicked out one third of angels decided to follow him to the earth you think they're just kicked back sipping on uh drinks with little umbrellas coming out that whole time and relaxing and not working no satan satan and his goons have been working since they've been kicked out of heaven um, it is important that we understand what we're talking about, what we're installing, um, what we're showing them with our lifestyle. And I'm talking about our children. Amen. Uh, that's why his dad was left to feel so guilty because he kept saying, could I have did more? Could I have did more? Um, but as we get a little bit more on in this podcast, we're going to realize just how how Jesus Christ does work, how strong Jesus Christ truly is, and that we understand by the time we go to this podcast that Satan or nobody that runs with Satan can win this battle at the end of this journey because Christ going to the cross conquered all. Amen. And we're going to see that when we get to the very end. And I know we're moving kind of on through this thing, but at the end of the day, we're just going to get, I, I like getting to the point about the matter. There's no use of sitting here trying to dissect Jeffrey Dahmer's mindset or, or what all, you know, may have took place, but let's just speak the facts about the situation that we know. And then at the very end, see the end result in this message. Jeffrey Dahmer.
I'm gonna make this I wanna make this loud and clear. It shouldn't be how can you watch this? This is disgusting. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if we do not watch some factual, truthful movies at times in our life like this, ninety-eight percent of people would not knew that he was saved. They just would have always looked at him as a serial killer who ate people, who tor- tortured them, you know, and did all these things to them. But a lot of people that the two percent that did know it, that's what's important. Um, and that's what I want to get at when we keep moving on here. Amen. I'm going to share a little clip of Jeffrey Dahmer himself. himself. Talking about when he confessed, when and, received he confessed Jesus and received Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Amen. At Amen. one, a young at member, one, a young member before, we this, before we get to this, they also showed in the documentary John Gacy. Now you remember him. Now yeah. you remember him. He, did, he was a serial killer too. He was a serial killer too. But he buried people underneath his house, right? I'm not sure right? if he ate them. I'm not sure if he ate them. I don't think he ate them, but he had easily double almost triple the amount bodies that Dahmer did they're they're saying Dahmer had 17 and Gacy had 30 some so he doubled basically what Dahmer ended up killing um but you know you're kind of moving on jumping around on me because I wanted to speak on that here a little later but you know I'll speak speak on it right now is that the the thing about it was is that Jeffrey Dahmer did not like John Gacy but for one reason and one reason only he said he's not telling you the truth he lied he said from the beginning I've told you the truth I even told you I want the death penalty Dahmer wanted to die for what he did and he did not lie one at one point in time he never lied John Gacy lied and John Gacy bumped arms with politicians uh the town he lived in loved him and and when it came down to it and they ended up figuring him out he was telling a lie after lie after lie and Dahmer's like no we're not the same he lied I did not I kept it 100 this whole time amen which is a little bit more crazier to think because he had audacity to realize that about himself unlike John Gacy who kept trying to lie through his teeth because he knew that his time was up and he probably was scared and not only that, and not only um, that um, John Gacy, when, John he, was Gacy, being executed, when he was being executed, shows in the documentary. When he was being executed, he was being executed. He had, he still had a chance to repent. He had a couple minutes. Oh, they, they asked him. Hey, is there anything else hey, like you like to say? Like he cursed the people. He said, y'all can kiss my ass. So he rejected a chance. A to, chance to make things to, right with to God, make things right and with ask God, forgiveness yep. for the people that he, what yep. he did here on earth. He, he chose, to, but he chose to, to take the highway to, to take the highway to heaven. Like, well, let's just let's just stop right there. Now that we're talking about it, what you have, what you have, a pure example here. What we're talking about is you got Jesus Christ in the middle of the cross. You got John Gacy on the right of the cross and you got Jeffrey Dahmer on the left of the cross. Jeffrey Dahmer is the man that said, you do not belong up here. You are not like us. Do not forgive me. And John Gacy is the one that says, who I could give two flying cents about if he should be up here or not. And that's what you got right there in the situation that we're talking about is an example of what happened when Christ was on the cross and two things it's a situational moment here but at the very end that's what we're getting at um is that john gacy was the one that did not make it and Dahmer was the one but we'll, we'll talk on that here a little bit more because that's the biggest thing everybody has a debate yeah, so let me bring y'all back when jesus was crucified with two criminals that's what and, and we use symbolic, symbolic as one was gay as one was gay and one was uh, and one was uh, you know, you know. On the um, cross, on the cross, one said, "Do will one you said, remember do, me? Will you remember Jesus, me, Jesus? When you go to paradise, when you go to paradise." And Jesus said, "There I'll, Jesus said, there I'll, be, there I'll be there. You'll be there. You'll be also." So he was. That was so his sign. That was his sign. He, 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 he believed in Jesus. And Jesus yeah. knew his heart. At that, that heart. moment, but the moment. other one was like, "If you're Jesus Christ, get me down off this cross. He's a gangster. He's a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's that's that that's the." That's the thing I wanted to, to use uh, as, as a visual. It's a visual and an example 
of, of what took place on Calvary. But think about how God also works as well. Jeffrey Dahmer was pleading for the death penalty. John Gacy did not want the death penalty. He didn't even want to die or anything. He was scared. But look what God did. God gave Gracie the death penalty, spared Jeffrey Dahmer of the death penalty, where Dahmer eventually gives his life to Christ because of that. And and in the last short seconds that, that Gacy had, he spent telling people to kiss his booty, right? So at the end of the day, look how that worked out. You know, God knows all, man. But he gave that John Gracie still time. There was time. He was in the cell the whole time till he got murdered and all that. But, Pastor, I, I, something came to my spirit. I want to clear this up. I'm going I'm to talk about that. Sin is sin. People were like, oh, he's evil. How can God forgive him? Whoa, whoa. And these are people that I'm not going to give you real. These are people that I know that ain't saved, living in sin. There are sinners. Same grace God gave Jeffrey is the same grace that you want on your life. Amen. 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 What you're doing behind closed doors, only God knows. But what Jeffrey did, everybody He exposed his sin. So sin is sin. Murder is one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shall not kill. So he broke the Ten Commandments. But he, his sin, his you know sinful nature exposed itself. But when you're behind closed doors, don't nobody know what you're doing. But God, but you're still standing. Then there's no greater, there's no greater sin. Sin, no sin. If I kill, if I steal, if I steal, adultery, adultery, and if I'm doing all this behind closed doors, but it's part of your face, I'm betraying like I'm not that person, but I really am. So I know. So you still got to confess that sin, repent, repent, and get it right. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. Let's calm down a little bit. Hey, you're 100% right. We want to talk about that towards the end, though. Um, but, but absolutely, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's exactly what it's about. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to make this loud and clear, too, is that, you know, let us not forget about Paul in the Bible. He was Saul before he was Paul. And if anybody remembers what Saul was doing at that time was, Saul was hunting down anybody who were Christian believers, and he was killing them. Amen. But only later on to be transformed into Paul with, you know, who wrote most of the New Testament. Amen. Glory to God. And was spreading the word of Jesus Christ heavily after he became Paul from being Saul. So we got the same situation biblically where we hear a guy slaughtering Christians. He's killing Christians. Anybody that speaks of God, amen, got murdered on sight by Saul, amen. But we have to understand at the end of the day, amen, he was also forgiven. He was also saved. He also accepted Christ. He followed Christ. And most of the New Testament is written by him. Amen. So we cannot forget that there is people that did these kind of things in the Bible. Amen. But we, we now are living in a modern day to where when somebody does that, we're quick to say, oh, my God, serial killer. He's nasty. He did all these wrong things. But by the end of the movie, Dahmer did something that most people that never do know wild, disgusting things that he did never does, and that's accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Pastor, I'm going to get you moving. I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to get you to move so it's an echo so we're not picking up each other's chair. Okay, I'm going to play the clip. But I want you guys to hear from your own self. Jeffrey what he said about Jesus Christ. Some of you guys might have already heard it, but um, we're going to play it so you can hear it yourself. If you enjoyed the show, please like it and share. Is it sound better, guys? If there's ever any echo or anything that, um, you know, like that, just please put it in the comments. That way we can correct it real quick because we want you guys to hear it and get a, um understanding. Amen, Pastor? Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Hold on one sec, guys. We're going to get it up here for you. One second. Bring Boy, it up. His killing field was Milwaukee. Here we go. I don't know. I went to great lengths. He is pure evil, but you'd never know it by looking at him. But when you hear him, that's another story. His killing field was Milwaukee, and he got away with murder for more than a decade. 
But how could any of this happen? For the first time ever, Nancy Glass is here inside the world of Jeffrey Dahmer. Bill, when I sat down opposite Jeffrey Dahmer for this interview, I wondered what he would tell me, how hard it would be to get him to discuss his horrific crimes. What I found was that he was very forthcoming. He volunteered details that may be difficult to hear. I began by asking what he wanted from the men he picked up. I had uh, these obsessive uh, desires and, and uh, thoughts wanting to control them, to, uh, I don't know how to put it, uh, possess them permanently. And that's why you killed them. Right. Right. Not because I was angry with them, not because I hated them, but because I wanted to keep them with me. And uh, as my obsession grew, uh, I was saving body parts such as uh, skulls and uh, skeletons. Jeffrey Dahmer is recalling his monstrous past. Almost two years ago in this little apartment in Milwaukee, police discovered the grisly remnant. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. That's not the right one. Hold on one second. Wondered about all go. kinds of things, from the medication that your mom was on during. Your go, dad sorry. has wondered about all kinds of things, from the medication that your mom was on during her pregnancy, to the fact that you were exposed to violent arguments in the home from an early age and continuing, to the possibility that he might have passed on some genetic propensity for obsession or violent behavior. Does any of that ring true to you? I can see why he'd wonder about those things, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're all excuses because I didn't feel accountable to anybody. I didn't feel that I had to to uh, face what I had done ever. And uh, so you, you have to, there comes a point where a person has to has to be accountable for what he's done. Can't go can't go around making excuses, uh, blaming other people or other things. So I, I alone am the one who's responsible for what's happened. Let me ask, when did you first feel that, that everyone is accountable for their actions? Well, thanks to you for, for sending, uh, that, uh, creation science, uh, material. Because I always, I always believed the, uh, the lie that, uh, evolution is truth, the theory of evolution is truth, that we all just came from uh, the slime, and uh, when we when we died, you know, that was it. There was nothing. So it, the whole theory cheapens life, and uh, started reading books about how, that show how evolution is, is just a complete lie. There's, there's no, there's no basis in science to, to uphold it. And I've come to, since come to believe that, uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the true creator of uh, the heavens and the earth. It just didn't just happen. And uh, I have accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that I, as well as, well as everyone else, will be accountable to him. Growing up, did you feel that you were accountable to your dad or to your mom as the authority? Yes, I You're in the house? Yes, I did. I mean, they, they didn't let me uh, run wild. They were... They disciplined me, and uh, so I felt accountable to them. But afterwards, after I left the home, that's that's when I uh, started wanting to uh, sort of create my own little world where I could be the one who had the complete control, where I didn't have to uh, bow to anyone else's demands, and uh, I just took it way too far. I just want to stop right there, pass you there. And he said once he got from out, and that's how it is, man. The enemy knows when your children, and I don't care how old they are, but that's why it's so important to start at a very young age to introduce them to Jesus Christ and, and have prayer with them. And I always tell you guys, you know, say the Lord's Prayer, anoint the children, do this and do that. Because when they get older, I mean, it's, you're planting the seeds from a, at the very young at a very young age. And then when they get older, even though they may stray, they'll still have a foundation. You know what I mean? And when you try to build the foundation later on in the game, man, it, it's rough. You know what I'm saying? That's rough to bring a 18-year-old or 21-year-old back to the cross. Ain't nothing too hard that God can do now through prayer. But this is why it's very important from the very 
beginning. Adam and Eve was the first family, okay? Family's important to God, amen? They were the first family. Who was the head? God, in Jesus' name. God was the head of uh, Adam and Eve, right? So if you have a family, who's the head of your home, you know, outside of your husband? Is Christ, you know, do you have God and, you know, Jesus Christ? And help me out here, Pastor. In the home? How important is that? How important is prayer? How important is teaching them the word of God and speaking the word of God of them and anointing them and installing these things? Because he said as soon as he left home, boom, and the enemy said, okay, I can, I can come in and close in on them. You know what I mean? They're going to stray. Children won't stray. But I can see in the spirit with this situation here, oh, the enemy was ready. Oh, when I got him out, when he got out of the child, he said, what? I don't have to bow down now. Um, yeah. Other words, I got Jeffrey said he's free. The door is open. I'm going to take control of his mind and his heart, and then this is what's happened. This is the outcome. All right, Pastor. Yep, amen. And you heard in that clip right there um, where uh, he gave his life to Jesus Christ, that he said, hey, he said that, you know, I thought I had the same old mindset that the, the worldly people have, basically, that, you know, it's just this is what it is. When I die, it is what it is. But then ultimately flipping his mindset around and saying, you know what, that, I was wrong. That ain't right, you know. Uh, Jesus Christ is is the way, you know, the truth. And, and he ended up accepting him. And because of that, to answer everybody's question at the very end of the show, for the ones of you that do not want to believe that Jeffrey made it into heaven, amen, glory to God, he did get saved. He did accept Jesus Christ. Therefore, I believe that Jeffrey Dahmer will be in paradise. As hard as that is for some people to want to swallow and take in, the sad part of the reality is is that most of them that want to debate that themselves, they're not saved, amen. So their mindset cannot concept, well, how is that right for him? But you mean, and, I, and honestly, I had somebody ask me the other day, actually, because this is a hot topic uh, after this series went off, was is, well, how can you tell me, Pastor, that Jeffrey Dahmer made it into heaven, but you're telling me that gays won't make it into heaven? I'm absolutely telling you that that's true. Jeffrey Dahmer seen paradise, and the, if you are gay, you will not make it into heaven. Amen. The Bible says abomination, that is a sin. Amen. If now if they repent and they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, then absolutely they inherit paradise, right? But you cannot be living in sinful ways. Jeffrey went from being... It's sinful to being saved. Amen. Mm-hmm. And and the Bible says it's not one sin's greater than the other. So I don't yeah. care if he murdered people. I don't care if he ate the people. I don't care what it is. Sin, sin. Just like if, if you're man on man, woman on woman. Amen. If you have idols. Amen. I was talking about this thing today uh, on the ministry. Uh, today on the ministry page was things that God hates. Right. And God hates sin. So no matter what the sin is, God hates sin. But Mm -hmm. if we repent and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal savior, which Jeffrey Dahmer absolutely did, then he will see paradise. But listen to what Jeffrey said. And this is very important. Also understand. He said, I will be held accountable for everything that I did. He's smart enough to still understand that. And he's smart enough to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. And my final answer for this podcast is, is absolutely Jeffrey Dahmer will walk in paradise beside Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you do not accept Jesus Christ, no matter if you're the nicest person in the world or if you're one of them people running your mouth saying that ain't right, that ain't right, then you're the ones that need to sit down and do a little bit more reading to get a true understanding because you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's just the hard truth about it. Like it, love it, or leave it. That's just the facts, and that's the word of God. Amen. Now I'm going to take it a little deeper, Pastor. Um, the Bible also talks about you reap what you sow. So after he gave his life, God gave him grace and mercy to get things right, um, to confess his sin and um, everything. But then a couple of days later in that documentary, they showed that the inmate came in and killed him. So you reap what you sow. Jeffrey reaped murder and he died by murder. Now, come on, the Bible is true, okay? So, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us for all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, amen? And if we have kids or loved ones or your personal self, you're struggling in that, you got to repent. 
make it right with God, then you truly want to come out. And I hear people saying, well, how do you know Jeffrey wasn't just faking, you know, just faking? If he was faking it, that's going to be what he say. He's going to have to deal with God at the end of the day. But he confessed right there in his mouth that he's Jesus Christ is his Lord, personal Savior. But if he was confess, uh, if his heart still wasn't right, only God knows that. You know what I'm saying? Unless God gave somebody discernment. You know, we there at that particular time, we don't know that part. But we are, we're going by what he confessed, what we see. Because the Bible says here, you know, talk about the things you hear and testify. We've seen it. We hear that's a clip. We heard him say it. So by that point, we have to believe he was sincere about what he said. And if he's not, then God would have to deal with him accordingly. So you reap what you sow. But isn't that amazing, God? I, I, and for the people, the pastor, for the people that lived that homosexual lifestyle, people were saying, well, even though they were murdered and even though they were homosexual, you know, well, uh, how can y'all, you know, you know, nobody showing them any sympathy. We are. It was horrific that they went through that. But at the same time, Pastor, that's a lifestyle they chose to live. God gives us the choices. We want to live right or we want to live wrong. And and it's so sad that both of those things, you know, they chose the wrong lifestyle and they still die because the Bible says the wages of sin is what, Pastor? Death. But the gift of God is the eternal life. So we have to make a choice today. All you podcasters, all your family members, all everybody listening, are you going to live right? Are you going to choose the right lifestyle, the righteous lifestyle? Are you going to continue to live in sin, which is the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God? So, we, we, you know, I don't want to seem like we're not sympathy and we're glorifying that, you know, rejoicing over Jeffrey Dahmer. We're just using this as a teaching moment. We're also, you know, saddened that the, the families have lost their loved one. The whole situation is terrible. But that's what sin does. It it destroys. It destroys everything. And the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. So I hope you guys, we're going to open the line up here in a second. I hope you guys um, learned something from this series, hear, heard something, or, you know, it, you know, open your eyes up a little bit more. The spiritual realm is real. Okay, it is real, and but we serve a real God. But we have to make the choice and be held accountable for what we do right and what we do wrong. In Jesus' name, and every mother, father is dealing with a child that's in sin or or have mental issues, whatever it is. Don't give up, because with God, all things is possible. But you must start today, start now, start tomorrow. Say, hey, I'm going to start teaching my kids a scripture. And if they still reject the scripture, put it up by your doors, put it up somewhere in the house and, and they'll run by, they'll see it. Ain't that right, Pastor Mark? And pray that they'll get, you know, they'll open up their heart to Christ. But parents, you got to be on your job, man. So many parents, Pastor, I'm going to get off this. So many parents, we were talking about vaping, have opened up the door to these kids so fast and so quick to be smoking, to be drinking. Don't you want to raise, try to raise the next president, the next, uh, inventor but don't expose your children so quick to the ways of this world give them an opportunity to be somebody we got parents to give up so quick if we give up so quick oh my god you can see parents that give up so fast whatever they're gonna do what the you hear some of the parents the f i'm serious the f they want to do and and just throw them to the wayside why don't you throw them to jesus christ send them on the next school the uh next outreach event You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, just think, guys, Jesus is there. God is there to help us raise our children in Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead, Pastor. Anything else? I want to open the line up real quick. Does anybody have any questions before we go? I'll open the line up. I'll bring you in real quick while we got Pastor here. If not, I'm going to do the salvation prayer and let you guys go. But I encourage you guys. It's not easy raising kids, right, Pastor? It's not easy. But yet we must have God in the home we must what presence think about it what presence? If, when people tell you back in the day you ever heard this like man that's one thing my father used to tell me don't ever argue around the children it makes them you know um angry and upset nervous and all kind of thing if you need to have an argument go outside or you know you need to have a um a word or two with your spouse go outside because what we show our children is what they pick up and 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 if we're not paying attention to them 
they're doing things behind our back and we can't catch everything but if we have the holy spirit pastor testified it is right the holy spirit will reveal to that mom or dad that your child is into something and uh uh the enemy is working on them or whatever's going on the holy spirit is going to reveal it because the holy spirit is our teacher amen amen pastor anything else god before we go before we go we good i'm going to say the lord we're going to get in here and do the invitation amen glory to god hallelujah glory to god Pastor Mark Miller, I'm Providence Autumn Miller's husband, and I just wanted to take a short minute here and ask if there's anybody out there. Bluetooth note. Jesus Christ and who he is. Connected. Him and have a personal relationship. I would just ask you, if you would, wherever you're at right now, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and have broken your laws. I understand that my sin has separated me from you. I am sorry and I ask you to forgive me. I accept the fact that your son Jesus Christ died for me and was resurrected and is alive today. And here's my prayers. I now know my heart's open door and I invite Jesus in to become my Lord and Savior. I give him control and I ask that he would rule and reign in my heart so that his perfect will would be accomplished in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Congratulations. If you prayed this prayer in all sincerity, you are now a child of God. That's right. You roll with God in the kingdom. However, there's still a few more steps that you need to do to follow up your commitment. That would be get baptized in full immersion in water as commanded by Christ. Tell someone else about your new faith in Christ. Spend time with God each and every day prayer and in the reading of the bible his word amen you all have a blessed day amen y'all know how we do it so on tuesday night guys get your get your husband get your boyfriends your nephews (laughs) all men on tuesday night pastor pastor has kingdom disciples put a comment in there pastor so they can follow follow the page share it text it out tag it like it all that stuff so people can find it you can go back and watch and listen to the replay like today i'm after we get off here every show will load be loaded back up and people can go back and watch the replay i mean here the replay amen so we thank you for tuning in today to prophet to the nation Autumn miller's podcast with pastor mark miller and my husband have been with us today we thank you all those nash and all those who came in and listen so i hope you guys are you know was blessed i hope you guys learned something um if you're upset about something that we said or you know because this is a touch this is a touchy situation and very um dark situation but this is this is this is it guys this is really out here evil is out here and with this case this is one case that we can really hear and see how the enemy and how people open them up their self up to sin in jesus name pastor you got anything else to say before we go yep i just want to go ahead real quick and just say you know like like uh, prophet Zaldum said earlier uh we pray for all the families that went through this horror back in that time frame when this happened um this is not to act like you know people didn't lose their lives or anything this is truly and solely just speaking on how a person no matter what evil that they've done what sin that they've done can accept Jesus Christ and their soul be saved. And that's what's important is it's a soul saving thing here for an eternity after this life is over. This life is short, eternity's forever. Amen. 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 And here at Crosstalk Pastor Outreach Ministries, you could find us. You could find us on Facebook, Crosstalk Outreach Ministries. You are welcome to come be a part of our family. It doesn't matter what part of the United States, where you're at. We we work with people from all around the world, but if you're local and you also want to be a part, we got plenty of things coming up. We got a film production coming up where we'll have short movies that will minister, real life movies that will minister to the community. If you want to um, be involved in acting or, or you want to be involved with this project, please direct messages. We need donations for this project. 
Uh, we do have to pay for our videographers, and we are a nonprofit organization, so we do need some um, donations or you have any suggestions on maybe you could do a baked goods sale or yard sale or whatever you can help us reach our film production goal. We'd really appreciate it. Also, we have basketball tournament 2023 coming on the 5-on-5 All-Star game. We're trying to get that together. So here at Crosstalk Pastor, we believe in putting people to work. (laughs) This is the outreach that will keep you busy and you will learn and grow about Jesus Christ. If if you're a person that likes to be involved and your family involved doing things for the kingdom of God, this is the type of outreach that you want to be a part of. Pastor, you want to say anything on that? This is uh, an outreach that you want to be a part of, and we need your help. Trust me, we're a two-man team uh, pulling a lot. (laughs) So we need your help. And all those that have children that want to read a storybook on our page, please submit those videos. Get them in so we can share share them on our page. Also, if your child is sharing a story, please make sure it's a – a background that's not going to be a distraction. Maybe you would just get behind, have a curtain behind you. Um, don't show their whole bedrooms and your whole house and stuff like that. Uh, we just want to be mindful of that, okay, because it is going to be on social media, and it will be shared in a lot of places. So maybe just making an area where they, the curtain at a kitchen table where the curtain's behind them, like often we do, not in their bedrooms and different other places of your house. There's a reason I'm saying that. Amen, Pastor? Amen. So we love you. We love you, Pastor. We love you. Yep, we love we you. We love you, and we'll be praying for you. And God bless everyone that tune in to Prophecy of the Nation Automotive Podcast. If anybody wanted to call in, you could have called in. Hit the line two, three before we go. I'll make sure we don't miss anybody. Any prayer requests, direct message us. If you need anything for communion, um, direct message us, and we'll make sure we get the communion mailed out uh, to you. We do the best that we can to make sure. Um, you guys get everything that you need that we are serving you to the best of our ability. Anybody that wants to be baptized, if you haven't been baptized, uh, direct message us. Any people that haven't, any families that haven't dedicated their children to the Lord and want a dedication service, um, we could come right to you. We set it up because a lot of people don't like to be in person. But before the weather gets too bad, this is a, a time to get us now in Jesus' name. So we love you guys. Uh, love you, Nash. Love all those that tuned in and listened, and we will be praying. Until next time, God bless, and have a nice, beautiful Sunday.